Blog Talk Radio. If it's smooth jazz, then the Jazz Queen and Mike Reynolds are talking about it on Talking Smooth Jazz, the smoothest show on internet radio. Your host, the Jazz Queen and Mike Reynolds. Hello and welcome to Talking Smooth Jazz. My name is Terry, a.k.a. the Jazz Queen. Oh, what is today's date? It is Saturday, October 24th, 2015, and um, it's a great day. Nice here in Vegas, beautiful day, nice weather. I'm just waiting on my co-host, Mike Reynolds, to call in. He's probably watching a football game someplace, um, so <laughs> hopefully <laughs> he'll call in shortly. But if you would like to join us, um, I have a chat room. You can go to TalkingSmoothJazz.com and click on John Dillard's picture. That will bring you into the show page, and below that is the chat room. The phone number is 646-716-5485, 646-716-5485. Um, today I have the pleasure of talking to J.D. Dillard, a.k.a. bassist John Dillard. He has a brand-new uh, CD out called Let's Ride, and I think you guys are going to really like this one very much. Welcome to the show, John. Terry, how are you doing? Talking smooth jazz, the jazz queen. Thank you, sir. Would you prefer John uh, or J.D.? J.D., everyone calls me J.D., so that works fine. All right, J.D., it is. Um, Again, welcome to the show, and uh, this CD is called Let's Ride. I like it a lot. Um, Mike did one of his daily grind videos where he was playing J.D.'s music and introduced, um, you know, really people that had not heard of you outside of what you already do. um, He really introduced you to those people through that video. Yes, uh, that video um, really got some things talking. Uh, I got several uh, emails. Well, I am, of course, uh, via Facebook and, and, and inboxes and whatnot. But, yeah, I'm great, great presentation, and uh, it, it's been working out. You know, I really appreciate y'all introducing oh, me good. to your audience. Yes. Okay. I'm glad you got some feedback from that because, yeah, it's, yeah, it's this is a really good CD. Yeah, very good, very good. Now, this is your debut release? It is. It's my and debut release. Has... Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's my debut release. I wrote and produced every song on the record. Um, took some time, uh, five years, and, uh, you know, I was getting questioned and pressured throughout the duration of the five-year process. Um, but there's a, there was a lot of factors involved, you know, you know, I wanted to put my best foot forward as a producer, not just as a solo bassist, um, but as a producer, as a writer. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, that thing, you know, those things take time. And then, you know, I don't know how many know this, but for the the list of artists that I actually work, work with throughout the course of the year, you know, it's pretty intense schedule. So, you know, it kind of takes time away from it. You know, I'm writing as I'm on a flight to get somewhere, you know, I have to shelve it until I can get back home. And then, you know, that cycle repeats. And, you know, for the last five years, throughout that five-year process, actually, you know, I was working with Stephanie Mills. I was a musical director the last three years of my tenure with her, my six-year tenure with her. And as well as, you know, you have a Brian Simpson, you have Jeff Goshman, you have the Sax Pack, you have Matt Marshak, you have everyone else that, you know, that's on my list. Of, of artists that I work with. So, yeah, it's a pretty intense schedule. So I finally got everything together, and, you know, through during the off-season last year, got everything tied up and finished, and, hey, I'm ready to go now. I'm ready to release. So it's been a good, it's been a good ride. The, the process of the record has been a ride, you know. Right, hence the name Let's Ride. And I was That's wondering right. if after, by this being your debut release, if people were asking you when you were going to come out with the CD. Yeah, that's been <laughs> that's been the, the the focus, you know, for especially when I announced the fact that I was actually working on the CD. It seemed like it elevated right after that, and mm-hmm. you know, it's and just you know, finally, you know, I kept introducing pieces. You know, that's the reason why we released Cruise Control last year, uh, just to release, um, you know, some music to, to pretty much from my standpoint, just to kind of test the waters to see what kind of response I would get out of it. And everyone that heard it and everyone that played it and bought it did nothing but, you know, give me great feedback on it, you know, and really helped me, you know, it's like, okay, I got to get the rest of this done, blah, 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 you know, just 
you know, little little tidbits here and there, you know. Yes, cruise control was what I heard, and oh man, I was like, Mike, you have got to check this out. And I think that was before you met him um, in Charlotte that I heard that. And I was like, oh yes. dang, Mike, you got to hear this song and uh, you know, check out this this basis. Um, hey, Mike, how are you? Hey, sir. Hi, meet John Dillard, J.D. J- Dillard. J.D., my Mike. man, what's going on, bro? My man, how you doing, bro? I'm all right, man. Good to hear your voice, brother. Yeah, definitely, man. Yeah. Definitely. I'm glad we're all on the same page today. <laughs> yeah. He was telling me how, about how you guys met in Charlotte. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We met down there in Charlotte and everything, and uh, he gave me his uh, good CD, and I rode with it home and, and loved every song on it. Great, great oh, CD. That's- that's right. That's another video I remember you posting about. That's right. Okay. <laughs> yes. You posted another video while you were listening to that. Yeah. Right. That was mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. So Mike, he said that he got a lot of good feedback from the um, second the, the second video that you did, your daily ground video. He got a lot of feedback from that. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like I, said, I was I was uh, doing the um, the song with I think it was Marcus Anderson, Cruise Control. Yeah. And a lot yes. of people hit me mm-hmm. up about that and everything. But uh, you know that's one of my favorites. But I also like Twenty Six. Look, Twenty Six East. That's another one of my favorites. Yes, on there. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, it's 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 a great CD. And like and, you know, I know a lot of people have been getting on John for a while about you know doing the CD, and he finally did one. And mm-hmm. a lot he, he's made a lot of people happy. Definitely, man. I just asked him that, too. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I saw yeah, they were putting of, the pressure on me. Yeah, big time, big time. Um, I saw the video the of you playing with Matt Marshak, Teddy P. That's my favorite song by Matt. Yeah, I actually, and I actually played that song on his record. Um, Matt, I probably played on at least two or three of his records, uh, maybe yeah. one or two songs per record, except for the last one. Um, but yeah, Matt and I, of course, you know, we met at least five years ago, and we've just had a great relationship ever since. then, you know, it's, it's always fun playing with him. And then, you know, Matt's just a cool guy you can hang out with, and you know, I kind of look look up to him as an as an artist that I can, you know, talk to and anything. At me being new as an artist, you know, I've, I've gotten a lot of great feedback from Matt as far as direction. Uh, anytime I was ever stuck with anything, Matt has always been more than willing to help out, you know, kind of guide me. If he doesn't guide me, no. definitely drops enough knowledge for me to figure it out. What do you, what do you mean you being new as a as a new artist? How long have you been playing? Well, I've been playing bass for quite a long time. <laughs> I've been playing bass since I was 16, 17 years old. Um, but I spent probably the first part of my career wrapped up in the gospel industry. Uh, my first professional okay. gig with um, John P. Key. And, um, you know, and just a bunch of records, um, you know, getting the opportunity to work with different producers and just be out on the road with certain artists. You know, that was the first part of my tenure. And okay. I've always had a love for jazz, fusion, classical jazz, smooth jazz. I, that's always been a love of mine as well. So I finally got the opportunity um, to be involved with it. And it's been working out well. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me welcome Ollie J to the chat room. Welcome, Ollie. Glad to have you. Um, so now, why did you choose the bass over the guitar? Or was bass, that a choice? My dad. No, uh. my father played bass. I started out playing drums. I played drums for, for probably from the age of six all the way up until sixteen. My brother got old enough where I could show him drums and everything that I knew at that point. And uh, my dad was a bass player. And he had two basses in the house, and just sitting around watching him play. He finally paid attention to me paying it, watching him and asking me if I wanted to learn, and I said yes, and we just went from there and just continuously growing and, you know, as I got more serious with it, you know, getting into okay. the whole theoretical aspect and, you know, things of that nature, although, you know, I never, it was always a desire, um, but I never thought I would actually be here as an artist, as, you know, someone who's recorded on probably 50-plus records. Uh, in in the short span of time, um, just the opportunities that I've gotten has been has been tremendous, really. And it may not amount to anyone else's, but it's mine, and I, I I'm totally I'm totally thankful. I know. Okay. Okay. Well, let's listen to some music from the CD, and then we'll come back and talk to you about some of the artists that are on here with you. I'm going to start with the first single, uh, Cruise Control. Tell me about this one. All right. 
Cruise Control, I actually started writing that. I was in the studio, my studio, messing around, uh, some different bass lines. And the intro bass line is what started that whole song. Um, Marcus and I go back all the way and probably, I met Marcus when he was a sophomore in college, I believe, through a mutual friend. So our relationship goes way back, and we just constantly just ran into each other and, you know, reach out and check, out, check on each other every now and again. Now and again, and I sent it to him. Hey, Marcus, check this out. As as with the other tracks on my record, I just kind of sent it to him. I'm like, Marcus, what do you think? Because Marcus, at this point, probably has four or five records to his credit. And I was like, Marcus, what do you think about this? You know what? Don't worry about it. I'll take care of it, and I'll send it back to you. I was like, okay, cool. So this is where we end up. You know, I called on some friends of mine to play keys. I pretty much had everything um, laid out, um, you know, some stronger keyboard players. I'm not the best keyboard player, but, you know, it is what it is. You know, I have access to, to great players. And, you know, I just called out, and we got everything worked out, and here we are, Cruise Control. All right, Cruise Control.
cruise control from J.D. Dealer's community. I like that one a lot as well. All right. So, J.D., let's talk about all of these artists that are on this CD. You have a sure. lot. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, uh, once I started working on the record and the word was getting out, I was getting calls from people that I wouldn't expect to call, you know, um, and asked me if, you know, if they need, if I needed their help, they would more than, be more than happy to jump in and, you know, play a little piece here or, you know, at any point that I need it. And I started reaching out to them. Um, Lynn Roundtree, uh, he's on the first track, Fought This. Um, Lynn Roundtree, my cousin Buff Dillard, uh, their horn lines are, are in the track. I have a spoken word artist here. Uh, his name is Quentin Talley, one of the best in my view. Um, so we we were able to just kind of come together and really talk about things and, and discuss my direction for the song. Mm-hmm. And all of these guys, I mean, literally, they jumped in. Uh, I call it, you know, feet first because, I mean, they didn't hold back anything. Uh, they really jumped in and played and added everything that – I personally couldn't play <laughs> and, and really absorb what my my vision for the actual song that they were playing on. So it worked out great. So Lynn Roundtree's on it. Uh, Ollie Silk is on it. A uh, good friend of mine, Chad Lawson here, who has a wonderful um, classical variation um, record out. Lavelle Bradford, one of the premier uh, keyboard players, pianist here in Charlotte as well. Uh, my friend Joe Lindsay's on it. Mark Antoine is on it. Mark and I have been working together probably for, off and on for the last five to six years as well. Um, yeah, the list is, is quite long. Of course, Marcus Anderson, my good friend Art Sherrod from the Maryland, D.C. area. He's on it, you know, um, got to make this right track. So, yes, I was able to really just reach out as we all, you know, just kind of developed the relationships over the years and just talking like, hey, man, I need your help with this. And and then vice versa, you know, they've called me and said, hey, man, I need your help with this track. No problem. Let's work it out. Let's get this done. So they've been very supportive, been very, very supportive. And um, you're the second artist that we've interviewed that also has Gabriel Bello um, on the CD as well. Yes, that's right. um, That's right. Yeah. I like his Icebox. Oh, no, I like his Icebox um, CD. So I'm... I became a fan of his when I heard that song, Icebox. It's really yeah. nice. So, and Gabe is right here in Charlotte as well. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Sure. Gabe no is problem. right here in Charlotte as well. And uh, he and I, actually, I met Gabriel through my cousin who lives next door to him. Oh. <laughs> and <laughs> our relationship has developed just like that. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he's mm-hmm. a great. He has a great project out now. I actually worked on that as well. Uh, probably did 90 percent, maybe 95 percent of the bass work on that record. So yeah. Yeah, gave okay. a good guy. Okay. Well, I would like to read what some of the artists are saying about you. Um, Brian Simpson says, J.D. is one of the top jazz R&B bassists on the scene today. I can always depend on his great sound and musicianship. Matt Marshak says, John's bass playing has been an integral part of my recordings and live shows. He brings an intelligent and deep musical perspective. Calvin Knapper, a drummer from Mays, featuring Frankie Beverly, describes him as gifted and talented. Two-time Grammy Award-winning producer Cedric Thompson labels him as phenomenal and asset, my go-to guy. And, of course, Mike Phillips adds, one of the funkiest basses that I've played with. So that's good good reviews there from your fellow musicians. Yes, and some very top, you know, top brand, top shelf artists, you know what I mean? So. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I just, you know, not that I don't appreciate, you know, all the accolades that everyone gives me. I just continue to try my best to work hard and, and look at it from the artist's perspective when I'm working with all of them as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, mm-hmm. as, as playing their music right, taking the right approach, as well as interjecting who I am as a bassist and my personality as well. And, you know, I've, I've, had, some, I've had some success being able to marry the two, and, and really come up with some great results with these artists. Um, Brian Brian has happened to be one of the first smooth jazz artists that I worked with, literally the okay. first. And um, I got that gig 
I was actually subbing the gig, and um, I got the gig, and I got his music probably two days ahead of time, and I really had to work towards it, um, yeah, because I wanted to represent myself, number one, and I didn't want to fluff mm-hmm. on the gig, and, you know, all the, all the things that we as musicians go through. Um, and it worked out well, and Brian and I actually hit it off personality-wise as well throughout the show. And, you know, he grabbed my phone number afterwards. He was like, hey, man, I'm going to call you guys. You know, I just kind of gave him a look like, okay, yeah. And he was like, oh, you don't believe me? <laughs> and, and I hated to say, yeah, I really don't believe you. But I did say it. I was like, you know, because we, we get promised so many things, you know, as, as musicians. Mm-hmm. So, you, you know, when people say that, you kind of like, hey, you know, I appreciate it. And you just kind of walk off. But, no, Brian called me back immediately. And I think it was probably three weeks later. And I was back with working working with him again. Uh, so, and Brian from there introduced me to the full ride of everyone that I'm working through and working with. Um, one way or the other, they've heard of our relationship and um, and have often called Brian to get you know a second opinion or hey, there's some I'm headed for a showdown in North Carolina. Is there anyone that you recommend? Blah blah blah. And, and I've always been at the top of the list for Brian, so it's been great. It's been great. Oh, cool. Cool. Now, now I want to ask you too, um, John. You know, when when you were being asked by so many artists and so many other people. When you're gonna do a CD, why why was the why 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 did you wait so long and and, and why and why now? To kind of make a CD now. Uh, I never had a desire. One, I never had a desire to do it. Never. And I think. Oh really? In hindsight, definitely never. It's, it's funny. Um, when I decided to do it, we'll get there. Um, but I never really had a desire to do it, and a lot of it had to do with I never thought I had a voice. Um, any any voice that would mean anything to anyone outside of who was already out because I have the respect, such a great respect for all the bases, you know, who have, have come before me and laid it and paved the way for everybody. Um, you know, well, a good friend of mine asked me, he was like, John, when are we going to do a record? And I was like, nah, have you heard Marcus? Have you heard Victor? You know, I went down the line, literally. And I was like, nah, I will probably never do a record. <laughs> and... Mm. Uh, Literally, and this is no lie, and I'm I'm not a super spiritual guy, but I definitely believe in God. I believe in things being in, in certain ways and fashions in life. And I literally was awakened at 6 o'clock in the morning. And I woke up and, and with these words and said, it's time. And I wrote that in my insert on the, uh, on the record as well. And I literally was like, it's time for what? It's time to do your record. The funny thing about it was the same Brian that I told I wouldn't do a record, I just told him again that I wasn't going to do it probably three days prior to that. And, yeah, I just went with it. And God and I had that conversation, and I walked away from that conversation confident that everything would be taken care of, and that's exactly what it was. I was asked who was going to produce it, I said me. And I went for it. I went for it. I spent hours, hours combing YouTube for ideas, combing this, and on the phone with producers that I've worked with in the past and, and even present, um, asking questions. I probably was getting on everybody's nerves, but, you know, it worked out. It totally worked out. Now, after all that time, you had never written anything, had anything, Has some of the artists has told us that's been in, in the vault, nothing? Nothing. Literally Nothing. Uh, even working with Stephanie Mills, I, I really didn't get started writing until pretty much I got with her. Um, she gave us an opportunity, the band that I put together, and that's Reset the Council was in the band as well, gave us an opportunity. She was walk, wanting to work on some new music. We did. Her, we actually did her last Christmas release. I, co- I co-produced that. Um, that kind of, you know, kind of got things rolling, actually, as far as the creative side of writing music. Um and then I wrote probably two other songs for her um, right behind that. So that kind of, but that was it. As far as like just stuff sitting around, music, and I can just grab from, no. No, I didn't have that. So I really didn't. Was it hard, was it hard for you to write music for yourself? I don't think it was hard for me to write for myself because I was writing from what I was feeling and what I was hearing. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I think my major, and now I won't say I think, I'm, my major hold up or hang-up was the fact that I hadn't done this before. And then I know how critical we as a community can be. I know uh, how we can be, uh, you know, if we don't have that, that strength within ourselves, because it's it's hard to live this life, you know. 
you know, everybody still doesn't accept the fact that there's a such thing as a full-time musician. You know what I mean? So with all of that, and, and then just just doubt. You know, there was some doubt there. There was, a, and I what I did was I centered myself, and I do this it just as a friend. It's friendships. Um, I centered myself around people who I knew would tell me whether a song was good or not, mm-hmm. and didn't care how I felt about it. And that's what I wanted. So once I started writing and getting skeletons together, I would send it to these certain few individuals. And whatever their feedback was, that's what I went with. And understanding the mentality of the circle, I was getting it from, from all areas, not just, okay, these are my boys. No, it was, you know, somebody who they didn't even know, you know, was checking it out. So my confidence started building as, you know, they were listening to the music. and like, all right, J.D., this is great, dude. No issues. Let's roll. Come on. What you got next? What do you have next? That's what it was for me. I literally had nothing available and ready to even start a record with. Wow. I had my I had my laptop. That's what I had. <laughs> and I started building my studio from there. I think you are the first artist we've interviewed that's told us that, that you never thought about doing a record. No prior music, n- nothing written, nothing stored away, and just would have been happy just playing, um, you know, as a side man yeah. and not coming up front. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's where I was for quite a long time. Um, I'm cool right here in the back. I am fine. <laughs> I'm doing my job. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, well, being, you're a, more being of an a... artist, I'm sorry. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Being, being an artist, being out front, you know, that's a, that's a, that's a whole other level right there, you know, and mm-hmm. um, it's requiring me to, you know, to, to get out of the comfort zone of being that, that side man, that guy in the background mm-hmm. that everyone's enjoying, to now uh, come up here. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm on stage mm-hmm. with artists sometimes, and they're like, J.D., come up here. You know, and and mm-hmm. and they see that. You know, um, you know, Nick Coleon has has had has poured a lot of wisdom into me um, within a short span. We don't get to see each other often, but when we do, you know, he always makes sure either before we leave or somewhere in between the time that we're together that he says something to me and drops just a little nugget, just a little enough to, just enough to help me, you know, keep moving and going in the direction that I'm going. Uh, Gerald Beasley has been another intricate part of it. And I call him my quiet mentor, um, you know, cause I, I didn't officially say, Hey man, I look at you as my mentor. But uh, even before I met him, I was learning, you know, some of his licks, you know, from pieces of the dream and everyone, but Every chance I get to hang out with him, you know, it's it's a you know, it's enlightening. You know. Yeah, so. I think that's the first time anybody ever called Gerald Beasley quiet. So <laughs> definitely. <laughs> and reason and reason why I'm saying and reason why I say quiet is because you know it's those phone conversations. It's the behind the scenes stuff. You know that the, the average person doesn't get to see. You know what I mean? So um, mm-hmm. I, I I use the word quiet not as who he is. You know what I mean? He's what six five six six? He's a big yeah, man. And, you know, and always smiling and always joking. Always, yes. that's right. Mm-hmm. Always pleasant nature the whole nine. Yeah, so it's the behind the scenes stuff, you know. And when I, said, I mentioned Nick, you know, things that Brian has said, Kim Waters, you know, I spent like three days with Kim Waters, and he and I talked, and you know, and they they just poured just information into me. I was just sitting there like a sponge, just soaking it up, just soaking it up. So now, how does it feel? Um, you have you released your debut project, um, so now you're going to be promoting that and playing from that from show, on shows. How does it feel now to you to be to come from behind the artist to in front now doing your thing? How does yeah. that feel to you? <laughs> I'm still getting used to it as well. Um, I've had to even catch myself and correct myself in conversation with people. Like uh, you know, I'm an artist now. You know those those using those words as opposed to yeah, I play bass. You know, nah, I'm just a bass. I'm just a bassist. You know, just my whole conversation is changing. Getting used to that. Getting used to standing out front. Um, mm-hmm. You know, commanding the microphone or commanding the attention of the stage to where it's just me, not a solo section. You know what I mean? A solo section can last two to three minutes, provided whatever time that you have. You know that that's a little different. Working on stage presence, you know, we're able to hide, yeah. you know, as as you know, as as sidemen, we're right. able to hide and let the artist do all the work, you know. Um, but no, yeah. uh, stage presence is key, you know. Learning all of that, you know, like, oh, 
Here we go. It was funny because I asked John about when he was going to start doing his own shows. He said, Mike, man, let me get that work out first, man. Then we'll come like that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so he still worked yeah, that yeah. out, sir. <laughs> yeah, yeah, baby steps, man, baby steps. Bro. I'm coming. Oh, I'm, wow. I'm yeah, and I have my CD released um, December 5th in Durham, North Carolina, and um, I'm doing a show soon, uh, November 8th. It's for a charity here in Charlotte. And, uh, you know, so the guys in the band like, J.D., all right, you ready? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm ready. Yeah, do you guys have a song list? Okay, then we're ready. All right, let's do this. So yeah, it's it's you know I'm I've pretty much thrown myself in the fire, you know, and I, I refuse to yeah. get burnt or drowned. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work, and I look forward to. Wow. I really, I look forward to the challenge. I really do. Oh my gosh, that is awesome, JD. This is we've never heard an artist tell us this before. That is so awesome. So hey, oh, I appreciate you know it. you got to do it. I kid you not. Yeah, I believe it. You got to get out there. You got to step out there. Now you you put this music out there, so now you got to right, get out there exactly. and play it. <laughs> exactly. yeah. You know, and, 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 and I think it's the perfect time for you too, because of the fact that you know there's not a lot of uh, bases that are really out there, and uh, you know, of course, as you already know, we have a million saxophonists, and uh, right. any other instrument that can kind of step to the front is a plus for the genre. For sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, and you know, yeah. and I. I I feel like I've met the first challenge because everyone was waiting for so long. Uh, the, the promoter here, Tammy Green, you know, even she was waiting. And when I handed it to her, she she looked at me like, oh, finally? Okay. <laughs> and then she goes on Facebook and says, okay, Mr. Dillard, we've been waiting on you. Like, oh, wow, okay. Mm, yeah, all the, all more the pressure. Feedback, all the feedback has been great, <laughs> definitely. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so Turtle One is done, so now it's time to get the show together. And we've been working on it. I've been tossing around ideas. And I think we're ready. I think we're ready. I'm, I'm looking forward okay. to it. Okay. Stage fright kind of at a minimum now? Definitely. Um, but I always, you know, definitely at a minimum. But there's, uh, for me, there's always that element of always wanting to represent myself and anyone else yeah. that I'm involved with at that point. So it kind of, kind of, you know, shakes a little bit. But, hey, at the end of the day, let's go on stage. Let's get this done. Let's do this. Let's, let's okay. do this. Let's enjoy this moment and, and have a great time. All right. Well, good for you. Good for you. Okay, 26 East is the next song. Tell me about this one. Yes. 26 East, I actually, and anyone in this area knows, 77 South, uh, you run into 26. Uh, I had East to go to one of my favorite cities. It's Charleston, South Carolina. And my history with with Charleston actually goes all the way back to my childhood. And as I got older uh, and started dating and doing different things, I realized that Charleston was also this destination, romantic destination and things of that nature. So the song mm-hmm. actually encompasses my my relationship from my childhood all the way up to, you know, to present time. Um, my parents are live in Columbia, South Carolina now. You know, that's the corner of 77 and 26. My in-laws are off of 26 uh, in Monk's Corner, South Carolina. And then, you know, my grandfather's church is in um, Charleston, South Carolina. My pastor's church, who I'm currently a member of, his main church is in Charleston, South Carolina. So there's a history that I have a lot of great friends and things and people that I've grown up with over the years. Um, even living in New York, I still had connections um, with Charleston, South Carolina. So this is that song. 26 East. Yes.
from bassist J.D. Dillard's debut release, Let's Ride. A couple of reviews, one from Ronald Jackson from the smoothjazzride.com. The new album is pretty eclectic. There's a ton of appeal in this well-produced album. Dillard offers a breath of fresh air, sure to contribute to the life of the genre. Dillard has afforded himself the best opportunity to join the heavyweights who strive tirelessly to take this genre to even higher ground. Wonderful debut. And from Harvey Klein from smoothviews.com. There are so many times that we wonder why this guy doesn't have a CD out to go with all his great performances. <laughs> his premiere release called Let's Ride is highly anticipated and showcases the talents of several more artists. Each song stands on its own as they are themed towards the title. I laughed when I read that. <laughs> yeah, you see the pressure that they were putting on me. You understand? Yeah. <laughs> that's because you're, you're such a great dude. That's why. You're such a great guy, man. You know, everybody you. definitely oh, wants the best funny. for you. Yeah, yeah, that was hilarious. Definitely. Harvey sent me that. I was dying laughing. <laughs> so I mean, now, he just called um, it straight out. But I definitely love yes, that 26 yes. Eastman. That's, that's that's one of my favorites. Like I said, that's that's because they got that nighttime groove to it. You know, that's that, that's yeah. that put on your, put on that slow jam when you and your girl together, you know? <laughs> that's right. That's, 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 you know, that's, that's the start of the first, those two songs. 26 East sets everything up. I need you. Let's you know what's next. Mm. That's right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, now, JD, have you heard of a bassist named Blair Bryant? I I just recently heard of him and and been been checking him out. He's he's <laughs> he's a talented young man, that's for sure. Yes, that's yes, twenty one sure. years yeah. old. Um, he just released his own um, debut EP. Um, but I wanted to know, do you mentor young bassists? Oh, I don't have a problem with doing that, not at all. Um, yeah, I sure will. Anyone that's interested, you know, um, I have several friends who. And we've all talked about it, you know, and no one wants their time wasted. And I was trying to do lessons around here, and I was finding people were more interested in watching me play for 30 to 45 minutes as opposed to taking their lesson. Mm. <laughs> it's like, um, no, we're here to get you where you need to go. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, it won't turn into a 45-minute jam session of just me and you're sitting back watching me. No, we're not going to do that. Mm. Um, mm. As, and, you know, and, and vice versa, anyone that I go to um, for any instruction or anything that I may need as far as mentoring is concerned, you know, in order for people to take an interest in you, you have to show that you actually have an interest in the thing that you're talking about. Not just in, okay. just, not just in words. you got to actually be making steps. And, and I said that because once I started, even, as I said, even starting the process of this record, reaching out to some of the producers and things, um, that I know, who I know are working in the industry, who have Grammys, who are great guys. Um, I had to make that phone call several times. I had to actually send a song and say, hey, I'm serious about this thing. Check it out. And I promise you, they started seeing it's like, wow, he's growing and he's growing quick. Yeah, J.D., check this out. Listen to this right here. and just Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of shaping going on involved, but I had to first really proved to them that I was interested in increasing my skills as a producer and a writer. Yeah. You have to start with yeah. yourself. You have to invest in yeah. yourself, bottom line. Right. Okay. A uh, quick question from the chat room. Cool. Ollie wants to know if you've been affected by the flooding in South Carolina. No, I haven't. I'm actually North North Carolina. I'm in Charlotte. Uh, my okay. parents my parents live in Columbia. The, the flooding was Columbia, Charleston area. And we do know some people who were affected by it. Definitely, uh, some people just couldn't avoid it, could not get away from it. Um, mm-hmm. uh, uh, thankfully, my parents, my grandparents, um, my um, in-laws, and a few family friends that we know of are, are actually okay. And there are some people that just, you know, they unfortunately, you know, houses were damaged and things of that nature. So uh, it, it was pretty, it was pretty intense for a while. You know, losing sleep. Just worried about people, just not just my family, just uh, just people in general. Uh, okay. We can't stand up against good. Mother Nature. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. What you think? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Good. Now, 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 I know you mentioned John uh, mentoring uh, younger musicians, and I don't know if you know, but John's son is a uh, drummer. 
he actually plays oh, yeah. in John's band and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so now, when when he was coming up, did you want him to play drums or or bass, or how, how did that work out? Where he he went to the drums instead of bass? Well, like I his, actually I actually caught myself experimenting when his mom was pregnant, so I would put like Dave Weckl in some head in, in a cassette or a CD player. Plug in the headphones and put it on his mom's stomach. Just let it play for hours. So, mm. <laughs> I was a comic of experiment, and it actually worked because you know there were plenty of times when he was laying in the crib sleep, and music would be playing, and you're thinking he's sleep. He's mentally tuned into the music because his foot would be on on beat. So that was quite mm. impressive. Um, so wow. as he got older and started uh, he and started getting involved with it, and he's he's developed quick as well. Um, he um, got into he got into playing straight ahead. I was playing a straight ahead jazz gig for probably ten to twelve years at a local restaurant here in Charlotte, and I actually grew in the genre as well, just being around uh, Lavelle Bradford, who is, you know, a master at it, in my eyes anyway. Uh, taught me mm-hmm. a lot of stuff and a lot of theoretical aspects and approaches to the music. And my son came along during the time when um, we didn't really have a drummer available. Everybody that was good enough was out working, and you know. Uh, straight ahead music is is another challenge for a lot of guys that they shun away from. Um, my son showed up and you know he sat in and he didn't really make the cut that night, but we talked to him and when I tell you that that young man went in the shed, I mean literally, like old school when they say they locked locked the door. He was in my studio for a, we heard him a month later, and I promise you the difference between the first time we heard him swing to the time that he showed up was an amazing change, an mm-hmm. amazing change. So with that, with in, in saying that, um, you know, of course he had a desire to work and play and, and perform with me and other artists. And I told him, I said, hey, as long as you're able to listen to in, instruction, and it may not be comfortable instruction, but as long as you're able to actually internalize it and, and, and understand the fact that it's constructive criticism to make you better, you'll be fine. Mm-hmm. And as long as you continue to grow, people will see that and, and doors will open for you. And that's exactly what has happened for him. He's, mm-hmm. he's come a, a long way quick. Because we're, wow. we're talking about probably two or three years into him serious, taking drums seriously at this point. Naturally, he okay. already had it. Um, but for him to actually seriously say, you know what, all right, this is what I want to do, yeah, he's been he, he's had a quick turnaround. And I'll constantly get great feedback from, from drummers that have heard him play and people that saw him in the beginning even up to now and just he's he's continuously growing and it always feels good to have my son behind. It really does. Oh I bet. Yes, I bet. All right. Now I wanted to ask you about um playing with David P. Stevens and Andre Delano. Um mm-hmm. Yeah, tell t- tell us a little bit about that show. Now David and I we have a mutual friend. The funny thing was we met on the Capital Jazz Cruise, the one that I did with Stephanie. Um, I was on one previously with uh, Tamia and Deborah Cox. Um, and our mutual friend was like, hey, my friend David Steve is going to be on there. Catch up with him. And we get to sound check, and we're ripping and running trying to get ready for the show. And I meet David Stevens down in, in trying, to iron my, <laughs> trying to iron my shirt for the show. So we connected, exchanged numbers. And we finally got an opportunity to play together last um, this summer, actually, this past summer. Um, as we all know, Dave is a real cool guy. Um, I actually just played the track on his record, sent it back to him last week. And um, okay. it was fun. It was fun. Andre Delano, that's hilarious. Andre, Andre and I kept missing each other. His show was far enough down the line. We kept missing each other. We kept going back and forth. We finally connected and um, got his song list together, and everything went well. And... You know, my nerves kind of bad sometimes. He just falls out on stage. I thought he literally fell out. <laughs> literally, eyes closed, saxophone down. He just down, shoes off, everything. And I'm I'm sitting on stage like, yo, uh, <laughs> like this dude just fell out. What are we supposed to do? We we playing off in his hand, just jumps up. I told him that's so, dude. You can never do that to me on stage, bro. Because I'll probably be the one laying next to you. And when the ambulance show up, they're gonna try to figure out which one us to take out. You got to tell me that kind of stuff. So, yeah, it, it's good. And I, I called him the other day. We were talking um, and congrat, congratulating him on his new gig um, with Babyface. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we had a nice mm-hmm. little conversation. It's good. Okay. So it's just connected <laughs> That's funny. People, you know, and follow. You know, yeah. 
I mean, he literally just ran across the stage and just boom hit the floor. And I'm sitting there looking like, is this dude out for real? <laughs> <laughs> He's out. There's nothing moving. Yeah, that was funny. The whole band we laughed about it after the show. It was hilarious. <laughs> so, so I guess we won't be seeing John Dillard laid out on the floor like that with his face on. No, that's good because I'm too big to be laid on the floor like that. No. Now I know. I know what to expect with him. Oh my gosh, that is hilarious. That oh, is it was too hilarious. funny. I told him about. It. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. yeah I good, well, we have a phone call. Miss Wanda has just called in. Hey, Wanda. Hi. Oh, Miss Wanda. <laughs> I, I had to get my call in before. Before it ends, because I had some company over here. <laughs> hey, Wanda, Wanda, now, now, now before you uh, ask J.D. His, your question, I just want to let Terry and John know that we need to make you a correspondent for Talking Smooth Jazz, okay? We might need to go ahead and make you a, 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 a Right. Y'all no. should. Y'all should. Because you were just at the show last night, checking the guys right. out. Yes, yes she I was. I did what? You were at the show last night, checking out uh, Matt and John and everything. I sure was. That was for my birthday. That's right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Happy birthday to you. And thank you. <laughs> you know, I'm just a fan. That I just enjoy my shows. I'm, you know, I'm not trying to do correspondence or anything. I just, I just <laughs> love what I love. That's all. And I enjoyed meeting John last night. Yep. It's, it's, and that's what, it's been and coming that's, for a while. That's my reason for calling to tell him I really enjoyed him last night. He was just off the chain. Great, thank you. We had a good time. It's always fun playing with Matt. We had a great time oh, last night. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, Wanda, we only have a few more minutes left, so unfortunately, I'm going to have to say goodbye um, to well, you. Well, I only called just but... to say that I'm good. <laughs> okay. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Wanda. Thank you right. all for always calling in. I love you, girl. Thank you. Okay. All right. Bye bye. Bye. All right, John, let everyone know where they can find your music and you on the web. My website is my current website is johndillard.com. I'm actually um, having a new one built, so it's just going to take some time to get everything transferred over. But johndillard.com is my website. You can find me on Facebook. Uh, the artist page is John Dillard. Uh, my personal Facebook page is JD Dillard. Uh, you can find the record on CD Baby, iTunes. Google Play, and Amazon. Uh, Now, for those who want physical CDs, uh, CD Baby does um, have the the physical CDs. You can order there, and they'll ship them to you. Uh, I will have some available on the new website, hopefully within the next 30 days, um, which is always a great help, makes things a lot easier. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm doing better at getting my schedule posted and all of that good stuff, or, you know, that's the other pressure point everybody's putting on me, and it's it's a good thing. But, you know, I'm so busy working on music, and I'm, I'm trying to do this and do that. And Mike and I actually was having had this conversation the other day. It's only It only takes a few minutes, and I have to discipline myself to get it done. Bottom line, mm-hmm. there's no advance or buts about it. It's, it's all good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mike is a stickler about the artists promoting their shows and themselves, their brand, their music, everything. He's a stickler That's about right. that. He is. Yeah. He is, and I, yeah. I, I appreciate it. I mean, he is. He is. And, and again, okay. it's, making, it's making me grow up. It's making me step into it. It's making me step into it. Yes, that's right. That's right. But John, but but, 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 uh, but but John is on it though, Terry. Because John called me a couple of times about getting his music at Kepmio, and I'm like, well, let me get this video over to Kepmio before John killed me. So <laughs> <laughs> John is definitely on it. But uh, we're definitely going to, you know, do what we can do, man. Uh, really say help help guys out like like yourself and everything. So you're such a great guy. And I said, you've been helping everybody else for so long. It's time for, you know, things to kind of turn around for us to start helping you now. So That's great. You know, I really appreciate it, man, Mike. Man. Mike, I really appreciate it. And, you know, and Mike, and Mike is one of those I consider that just kind of jump in. You know, it's good to have people who who hear your music or hear something about you and, and just, you know, and just take, take the initiative, you know, to, to yes. make things happen. I mean, he was posting before he and I ever talked. You know, he yeah. was posting about yeah. the record before he and I ever spoke one word to each other. So yeah, yeah, it's it's been great. I really appreciate it, Mike. I have to say that publicly. Yeah, man. This is definitely, man. You know, me me and David talking about you too. So we already know when we come back down to, to North Carolina, who who we gonna call or anywhere near yes, North sir. Carolina. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to hit a show so we can so we can do some shows together. 
Yeah, yeah. Not a problem, man. Where are you playing yeah, next, so J.D.? I will be in Columbia, South Carolina at the Winter Jazz Fest uh, with Brian Simpson, Phil Perry, Marion Meadows, Mesa, and Nicolio. Yes. Okay. All right. November 7th. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right, then. So well, we also got to mention, that, um, that, uh, John, and we also got to mention, too, that Tammy Green, the uh, Jazzy, was, is a big supporter of John as well. And everything, you know, John does a lot of uh, different uh, gigs for her. Like he said, Columbia, South Carolina, North Carolina. So John is always doing somebody's gig for Tammy in North Carolina or South Carolina. And everything. Yes, so, she is. Tammy has yeah. Tammy has been a major, a major as, aspect as far as me and a lot of smooth jazz. And I give Brian Simpson a lot of credit. It either starts with Brian. I have to be honest. It either starts with Brian or it starts with Tammy. But Tammy actually turned me on to the gig with Greg Karukas. Greg called Brian. <laughs> so mm. you know it's it's been a lot of that. Yeah, it's been a lot of that, and, and that was that was such a memorable night playing with Greg Rukas because I followed his career for a while as well. Just you know hearing his music and sitting back playing it, you know. So, but yeah, it's Tammy as well, jazz diva events, and that's that's who's doing the Winterfest down in, in Columbia, South Carolina. So yes, it's 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 been working. It's been working. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well. Um, Thank you. Uh, John, J.D. is at a wedding. He's at his cousin's wedding as we speak. So I want to thank you for taking time out to do the interview. I really appreciate it, um, doing that for us. Thank you. Yeah, Terry, you called it perfect. Because my wife is sitting here looking at me like, uh, we have a reception, <laughs> Joker. <laughs> well, we she will let you go, but I don't want like, you to get in uh, trouble. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll be posting on Facebook. Yeah, see what talking smooth jazz got me <laughs> in the doghouse. Right. In the doghouse. In the doghouse. Tell her, tell her we apologize for keeping you so long. Yes. And that'll be the no, next. And that'll be the title of of, of the next single in the doghouse. Right. <laughs> in the doghouse. With no Thank key. you, JD. We appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I appreciate it, y'all. Mike, we'll talk soon. Okay. Thank you, Terry. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> Don't want to get him in trouble. <laughs> that was basically J.D. Dillard. His new release is called Let's Ride. Um, definitely pick that up. It's on Amazon, and you can find it on his website, johndillard.com. All right, okay. Mike, what's happening in your neck of the woods? Um, Nothing much. Just I just came out to the movie theater from seeing Goosebumps with, with uh, my daughter, so I went to do uh-huh. that. Okay. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah, no music today. I, after last week, and I'm 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 all musicked out right now. <laughs> that you yes, are. Indeed. <laughs> okay. All right then. All right. Well, Ali yeah. J, thank you for hanging out with us in the chat room. Love you as always, uh, Mike. I will be in touch with you. Yeah, and thanks to Miss Wanda for yeah. calling in. And we have to find a job for her. Something we have to find. Something. That's for her right. To do. She's gonna be a, a yeah. talking smooth jazz correspondent. <laughs> On on the scene, correspondent. <laughs> something. We have to get her a T-shirt and find her something to do when she goes to these concerts because yes, she's always calling in. And I love you for that, yes. one If you're listening, I love you for that. All right, Mike. And, you know, and, and then before we close out, too, sir, I want to tell everybody mm-hmm. too to please, please support uh, John Diller. Like I said, uh, it's, it's uh, a great CD, and you know the fact that he's. Uh, has always said he's not a saxophonist, so please support anybody that's a. And I'm not, you know, I'm not getting on the saxophone guys. Well, we got a million, trillion saxophonists out there, and we need to start supporting all these other guys that are playing instruments like JD, like uh, Maria Antoinette, who called in last week, and guys and people yeah. like like that that are, that are doing different instruments. So definitely please mm-hmm. support John, and and uh, and it's a great city, and you'll definitely enjoy it. Let's ride is the name of the CD. Yeah. Check it out. Go pick that up. All right, you've been listening to Talking Smooth Jazz with your host, the Jazz Queen. And Mike Reynolds. And we look forward to Talking Smooth Jazz with you again next time. Until then, keep it smooth and have a great day. Thank you for listening to Talking Smooth Jazz. Please visit our website, TalkingSmoothJazz.com and Mastermind-Entertainment.com. Join our Facebook fan and group pages and follow us on Twitter at Jazz underscore Queen and The Daily Grind. That's T-H-A Daily Grind.